You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. We have a phenomenal show planned for you. Today I have with me Michael Dyer. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Welcome. So Michael Dyer is a motivational speaker. He is an author and an experiential facilitator. That's correct. Which you'll, you will get into explaining what that is. I will, no doubt. And he wrote this book called Woke, which is very powerful. And he's also going to get into talking about the motivation for the book and some stories and juicy stories in the book. Yeah. And he has these amazing cards that people in relationships, new or old, can use to kind of get to know each other That's better. That's true. I'd rather for people be who's new because it gives them a chance to get to know each other. So, but it doesn't matter. And we are going to actually use some of the cards in a little bit and to kind of show you like what the cards can look like. Yes. Okay. So, and even before we jump into everything, so I've known Michael for about two years now and it was really, really bizarre. About a month ago, I was driving around and I started, he came into my consciousness and I started thinking, this is quite bizarre that I never connected that his last name, Dyer, is the same last name as Wayne Dyer, who was just amazing, just like Michael is. And an amazing, very special thing about Michael that I feel like Wayne had and, and a lot of motiv- motivational speakers have is that when they speak, it's not them speaking. They're receiving messages and it comes out so beautifully and so poetically and this man look out for him I mean I I hope that all of you eventually go to see him speak because he's brilliant thank you so much Jamie you're You're amazing cool so should we get into some love talk let's do some love talk let's do it let's do some love talk okay okay So Michael and I met and we went over kind of some areas that we think would be really inspirational and helpful for the viewers. Um, And we thought we'd give some examples of some of your past dating stories and kind of go from there. Okay. Um, And maybe your learnings, what were your learnings from the stories? Um, he, he said he started telling me one story and it was amazing then he said I'm gonna save the rest for the show so I'm excited <laughs> cool so uh, where you want to start let's start with uh, I have a couple of um, stories in my book um, and it's t- I'm talking about love like what is love what is the crazy thing you ever done for love and, um, and you can you tell me is it love or not okay I'm gonna tell you a story you tell me is it love or not Okay, I met this girl. Uh, she lives in Chicago, and uh, go Chicago, go Chicago. And I drove <laughs> like 15 hours in the snow from Memphis, Tennessee, to see her. Oh, okay, was that love? Um, go on. You need to hear more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> could be infatuation, but we're gonna hear more. <laughs> okay, another story <clears throat> is um, I met this girl, another girl. Uh, she was on tour with a fashion troupe, 
and uh, we saw each other that one time. Wait, can we go back a second? What happened when you got to Chicago? I well, you know what? I want to ask. I want. So I'm leaving the fact. I'm leaving the point. The fact is, was that love? And then I'm gonna tell you what I think it was. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna go through your stories, and then we'll go back. Yeah. Well, this is one more. Will we one get more. to hear the end of that story also? Well. Or your learnings. Yeah, you okay. could. You could just, just you know, just ask me what you know, whatever you want to know. Okay. But we what love hap- learnings. Whatever. The next story is that um, I met this girl and. Um, we talked on the phone every night, every day. She was on tour. And on Christmas, I said, man, I want to do something special for her. Let me see, what can I get her? Ah, oh, let me get her a ring. Oh, not just a ring, but let me get her a, a diamond ring. You know, something really special. Okay, so I give it to the girl. She looked at me like, okay. <laughs> now, I only saw it one time, right? But what's that love? What's that love? She ended up getting the ring back to me. <clears throat> and my heart was broken. But what I'm trying to get to the point is, Jamie, is this, is that do we really know what love is? And did, did I know what love was growing up? And see, I listened to a lot of love songs growing up. And so I felt that I was getting that feeling. Well, it must be love. I mean, I have this feeling in my stomach. I, she's on my mind all the time. And I'm thinking about it all the time. And, you know, so it must be love. But I realized, Maybe it wasn't, you know. So I just want to put questions out there, and I want us to have like a little dialogue. What do you think? I mean, I don't. I could go into stories, but I don't really. I want to just have a conversation with you. What do you think that was? So there are so many different planes and ways of looking at love. I feel like there is the infatuation, the beginning, the, like the honeymoon stage, and I feel like in that infatuation <coughs> stage we don't really know the other person. But yet we have an intuitive feeling and an excitement and energy that happens within us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those relationships turn into forever relationships. But a lot of times when it's not meant to be, that initial intrigue and let's say infatuation is really just that. And and that's why like I think I believe that what I do is, is I just love what I do so much because we all come with different stories. Every relationship is different. So you can't even judge like, oh, somebody proposed to somebody after one date because you know what? I'm sure that's happened and I'm sure that it's no worked doubt. out for a lot of people. No doubt, right. So the point is, is that was that love? And so for me, I thought it was love. And so obviously um, people out, in, you know, out there, they probably may know what I'm talking about. What is the crazy thing you ever done for love? And, uh, and I've done so many things that I thought was love, and I still think that I'm learning what that is. What is love? And it's something that I begin to look at is that, why did I do what I did? Why did I drive 15 hours? Why did I buy a ring for someone I only met once? Now, logic doesn't kick in, like, wait a minute, 15 hours, dude, are you serious? You drive one, 15 hours in the snow, for real? What did your buddies say? I ain't tell my buddies. <laughs> hey, you're with people are just finding that out. <laughs> but the point I think that um, I want to make is that looking at love, you know, in, in my book I talk a lot about that. I didn't know what love was. I um, what it was is that I was looking for approval. I was looking for someone to love me, and so I would go out the way to do certain things to. Um, 
to get the love. And I notice a pattern. Have you ever noticed a pattern sometimes that you find yourself dating the same person in a different body? It's in my book. It's called The Repeater. It's The Repeater. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's very real. It's a reason for that. Yeah. And I think the reason is that there's lessons that I'm experiencing the same challenges, but with different people. Mm -hmm. Because who's the common denominator in that relationship? Would that be me? You know? So... I'm looking at what is love and I'm the common denominator. So relationship for me are a mirror. You know, it's, it's like, it's a lesson for me to learn. And, and, and there's so many things I've done that's so crazy. You know, I can tell you stories. Um, matter of fact, I have a poem that I, I, uh, I wrote after this girl broke my heart, okay? And it's gonna kind of tell you a little bit about my experience. It goes a little bit like this. Like a leaf falling from a tree, I fell to my knees. She was the apple of my eye and the sunshine of my darkest nights. I knew she was the one, and the reason I knew well, because my heart says so, for she was standing in the wind with a beautiful golden glow. Her eyes were like pillows of light penetrating my soul. So like a leaf falling from a tree, I fell to my knees. I knew she was the one for me. A thousand years of loneliness, her lips I would kiss, her hand I would hold. I longed to see her face and to experience her embrace, to feel her voice upon my ear. For it had been a thousand years with no love in sight. See, she would be the one. She would be the one to turn my cold nights to warm, warm summer days with sprinkles of heaven on her wings. We would fly away together in this liquid yellow, blue, and purple light. But I'm sad to say that day will never come my way for she turned her light away from me. She said my love was too strong, for I did not know her long. She said that I moved too fast, therefore the love could never last. But I couldn't help myself. I couldn't hold back the feelings inside, the words, the words I could not hide. They just flowed from my lips like a great ocean tide. So like a leaf falling from a tree, I fell to my knees. I knew our love would never be. Oh. That poem came, you know, I'm not a writer, but that poem came through me, came through me okay. from that experience is that you get, I was all excited thinking this is the one and I was moving too fast. Now I'm moving fast because I'm thinking like, you know, hey, I'm feeling this. so. What I realized in that lesson is that when you meet the right one, I mean the right one, no, I don't know if I should say right one, Mm -hmm. but when you meet the one. Someone who aligns with you energetically and it flows. Yeah, somewhat, but you know, because sometimes there are reasons, season, and lifetime relationships. Right. There's reason that we get together. There's a season that we get together with someone, and then there's that lifetime relationship, but we never know. You're saying there's more than just the one. Right, I'm saying that, it's saying the one, because I think people go out looking for the The one. 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 But is it there a one? Maybe, because what I found is the relationship that I've had were like stepping stone leading me to, maybe to the ultimate relationship. Like I noticed as I began to grow, I began to, to begin to, to, to look for more things in a relationship. Like in the beginning when I first started dating, 
All she had to do was be cute and fine. I'm we good. <laughs> I wanted tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> That's it, right? That's it. Nothing else. No sister humor. Nothing I was else. Say, oh yeah, wait. He needs. We need to laugh together, and we need to like have fun, and and we need to just feel each other's soul, and like right. have this deep, like energetic connection. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That see, will come later. Exactly. But see, because you you learn over the years now that you begin to up level what you look for in a person. Well, we awaken and, and we woke. Yeah, well, we, we evolve. Mm -hmm. But as you're talking, I'm thinking, as you were doing your, your poem, I'm thinking that, and we talk about this a lot with the classes that we take and with our throughout our conversations, what was missing with the whole the poem in that situation, and we've all been there, is is that when we love ourselves to the millionth degree, unconditionally, fully, that's when that right person is going to show up. I agree. And that when you wrote that poem, you hadn't, you hadn't gotten there yet. Right, but come on, I mean, think about it. Growing up, no one teaches you how to love yourself. It's not like, no. it's not like, hey, if you're loving yourself, you're like, oh man, he's selfish, they're into themselves. I mean, yeah. it's a negative thing to love yourself. Yes. The whole thing about the school system is that if you're good and you get these gold stars, yeah. I mean, we've been programmed to look for approval outside of ourselves and other people. Yeah. So why not do it in a relationship? We're looking for somebody to love us. That's some bullshit. I mean, it's like, it's like that's what we do. That's the training, that's the programming, is to look outside yourself for somebody to complete me. She completes me, right. he completes me, like come on. Mm -mm. But that's the programming. It's not, even, it's not even your fault, it's not even my fault. No, you know? it's not. And what we learn is we, if we're lucky enough to have the opportunities to start really learning and growing and going inside, we learn that two whole people need to come together to make that light together, not 50-50, not he completes me. It's I'm complete and I want to find this person to thrive together with, to grow together with. Right. Or attract. <laughs> find. Because when you say find, like how do you find? I mean, how actually yeah. how do you find someone, you know? Um, and what oh something that just came to me today through a conversation I was having with another coach was that it's just, it's very cool. I like that you're bringing up. It's not finding, it's attracting because that person is out there doing the work right now. Also trying to find you, you know? And so it is, it's, it's just the pull, it's the attraction. Mm -hmm. And it just, it happens when at the right time. It does. But you are doing an amazing job. I mean, one of the things that you said that was really interesting and maybe other people out there can relate to it during our conversation the other day was you said that you, from childhood experiences, you felt that you had to work for love like more than other people did. When, which is, now you know, not the truth because all of us are born to deserve love, period. And, but for some reason, your story was that you needed to work harder for love for no reason. Yeah. But because it was your story. Yeah, for me, love was something you had to earn. Yeah. And it now, wasn't just given. 
do you understand now, obviously, that that You know, the program is still there. I th I, I'm constantly working on stuff as I'm coaching other people and, and being coached. I'm recognizing that uh, the program is that I, see, my, I was abandoned by my mother and father when I was a kid, so, so therefore that may have affected me. Very much. In a way. You know, that I was thinking maybe something is wrong with me. Why did they leave? Why didn't they want me? So still not start asking those questions. Why did they not want me? What, what was wrong with me? Which is the wrong question. You know, there's probably, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Right. But the first thing I'm thinking, like, what, what did I do wrong? Right, yeah. You know, instead of, uh, you know, maybe everything happened for a reason. And, and maybe the whole thing is on a spiritual level that it all happened for my highest good. Not maybe, it did. You know, I don't know, but I'm saying, <laughs> but those people who may, you know, I don't want, because it's not definite, but right. I can definitely say, like you said, it did happen for a good reason, for, for a purpose. And I think the purpose was for me to begin to love myself. Mm -hmm. I think that's why when I told you that poem about uh, love uh, fleeing, for, fleeing from me or turning away from me, it was all, all those people were angels angels mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to teach me that no don't look out there look in here look in here so what it is is that I spent my whole life looking out there it's not you know, and for me it doesn't work now for some people it works but for my lesson my purpose in life is that I needed to look inside. For some people, they find their soulmate, they look and they find everything they're looking for out there. They find the job, the girl, the guy, the money, the, the fame, the fortune. They find it all out there and they, maybe they feel complete. But for my journey, I think each person's journey is different. My journey was to let me see. See, this is my story to tell people. It's easy to love somebody, seem to be, when they got plenty of money, everything's going well, you know, you know all the ducks are lined up in a row. It's easy to love yourself when, you know, you got plenty of money in the bank, you know, everybody's loving on you. But how can you love yourself when things are going wrong, when you got nothing, when you're broke, when, when, when everybody turned their back on you? Now that's the challenge of love. But I don't, think the, I don't think that a lot of people, just because they have money, are necessarily happy in loving themselves. But that's an illusion of people think it's that once illusion. I get. Right, it's an illusion. And I, what's coming to me is just like when you get sober, like when you stop, when you just are with yourself, whether it's you get sober or you're, or you're just like, this is me now, I'm not going to be in that other stuff anymore because that's not working. I'm just gonna be with me, raw, naked. That's when you truly go inside and you're able to get to know yourself and you're able to get all the other stuff. I just want everything that you're saying about that these people out there that are, oh, it's so hard to have problems when you're, when you're in a loving relationship and you have money, but I guarantee it's very surface level. Not everybody at all, but a lot of people that have never done that self-love work are feeling kind of empty and lonely, even in those beautiful, lots of money, loving relationships, or loving relationships. That's true, that's true. I got a question for you. Yeah, Michael. So for example, you're 22 years old, okay? You're 22 years old, these two guys, they're, they're loving you. One is very, very wealthy, he's, he's, he takes you to Paris, you guys, he's the finest restaurant, you drive around the nicest car, he brings you the most beautiful gift. The other guy, he's a janitor, he works at, a, he works at the local school. Cute, 
Fine. Are they both attract? Am I both attract? Attra- yes. Equally yeah. attractive. Yeah. To the both? only thing is different is that okay. one. Which one you gonna? Which one you gonna take home? Which gonna be your 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 main guy and why? Honestly, I'm going to check in with my heart, and I'm gonna see who do I feel more for. That's me. Really? Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's Doesn't me. matter. He can do all these things for you. You go. To, you might. You might go with the janitor. He's a sweet guy. He's got a great sense of humor. I would never want to be in in a marriage or a relationship or with that's loveless just because he has money. Now you're no. 22 though. Wait. I used to say to my friends when I was younger that I would marry a gas station attendant if I fell in love because falling in love is so rare. I literally. Would you really? <laughs> so I'm not wow. a good person to ask this question to. You know, but I'm, I'm asking because I, I want people out there to ask themselves that same question because yeah. you know a lot of times. We, we look for, for I, I'm going to say speak for myself, a lot of times I'm looking outside myself for something that I don't have or I think I don't have. Like, so, but if I'm already like rolling and all that, then maybe not. But I like, well, just like loves, approval. You know, looking for approval mm-hmm. from other people to validate me, say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, are you okay? You okay? It's a stamp of approval. You know, that's why I think that when you think about uh, stage fright, why do you think people have stage fright? Because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to screw up. Because of what? Because of the judgment of what people are going to think about them. That's insane, right? That I would be, I would have stage fright because of what people might think of me or right. say about me. Right. See the insanity in that? That's insanity. Yeah, insanity. Right, That's insane. I mean, what words? How? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Why would I be afraid? Right. So, yeah. But I mean, let me just tell you what I think the real story is. It's not what other people say about you or judging you. It's the self-judgment. Yeah. It's what are you saying about yourself? Yeah. It's what am I saying about myself? Because I, I remember going out on auditions. I came out to LA. I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I have a hard time with words already. And I walk in the room. The first thing I'm doing, I pick up the script, I'm looking at it, and I'm reading it. This dyslexic mind kicks in, man, you better get these words right. Better make sure you read it right. So I'm busy. Paul, come into the door now. Now, I'm not even acting the character because the fact that I'm so busy, afraid that they're going to think that, man, he he can't read because I was told when I was was being in Sunday school when I was a kid. Uh, Sunday school teacher. She had me to read the, the, the one of the school, Sunday school lessons, and I, I was struggling, and I was trying to read it. I was saying, the Lord is my shepherd. She screamed at me and said, boy, it's a shame you can't read, and took the book from me, and I cried. Mm-hmm. So that, that story is that I was shamed and so I carried, I, I, I was carrying that, those memories that, that hurt around with me. So every time I got on stage or anything, all of a sudden, I'm terrified because this is going to happen again. So and I don't know what type of work you've done between then and now, but I know that I've seen this guy get up and speak in front of a lot of people and it just flows now. Thank you. Thank you. It does. So I'm like reflecting back to you Thank that... That and everything might not be perfect, but and also I think it's important when we do, let's say, screw up or don't make it perfect, you know, to have a sense of humor about it because we are human. Right. But I do know, and I didn't know you then, but I know you now, and it's flowing. 
Well, thank you. It is flowing thank you. now. It, I, you know what? And of course, I, there's ongoing work. Yeah, obviously. it's ongoing work. Yeah. I, I believe that all my all my challenges were happened to me for a reason. You know, you know, tell you know for me to write this book, um, for me, you know, speaking in front of people, and the struggle I went through. Those are testimonies. So when I work with people who are going through those problems, who are having that doubt, because I've been there, I can look in their eyes and say, hey, you know what? If I can do it, you can too. And I'm saying it from a place, not because I read it in a book or because I took a course, because I've been there. Yeah, you really feel it. Yeah, it's a whole different connection. And I'm just reading right here, the subtitle, Change Your Perception, Change Yourself, Change Your Life. That's Mm -hmm. pretty... Pretty powerful. Thank you. Don't forget this face. Yes. And at the end, we'll go into how they can get the book. Okay, perfect. Yes. Should we move on to the card segment? Oh, man. We know we, we didn't pre uh, pull in the cards. I don't know how well, vulnerable you can get. I mean, you know, I mean. Bring I mean, on the vulnerability. Uh, for real, though? Absolutely. Wait, you can't for look real? At- you're not supposed to look at the card. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to pick right Okay, card. okay, okay. I just want to, I just want to pick an easy how one. How do for I you. know how to do You know, Jamie, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, you know, make it too hard. Okay, here you go. Nothing. We, okay, you, just you pull one. At the card. You pull one in. Go ahead. Okay. See, you might want to. Uh, if we got something that's a little. Maybe, that you can't handle? Okay. No, I, oh, I can handle it. Maybe our viewers can just, I'm just saying, I don't, I've only seen a few of these cards. Okay. <laughs> so I'm picking first. Uh, okay. uh, I'll pick another one. This is really weird because when we played this with some friends of ours, I got the same. One of us got the same card. What is it? What is that? This is not really that exciting to the view. I mean, it's describe a way that you'd signal to your lover that you'd like to engage in sexual activities, didn't we? Yes, no, the other one was like across the room. Uh, um, yeah, I would just do like, like mine. Mine's more of like a cute sexual activity thing, like eye contact, maybe like. I don't know. I'm like a silly. <laughs> that's so. That's um, your signal. Now here, hold that's it. your signal. Let me see. Let me see your signal again. Let me see it. I'll see it. <laughs> but it's, it's like silly and playful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'll be like you, me later. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> my my signal is, means that I'm ready for to get busy. Is this? Oh, I gotta get like he did this room. Did you do the tongue? Look. Did you, I'm not like. <laughs> did you do the tongue? Yeah, I did. You, you did look. <laughs> I looked before. <laughs> Okay, Michael's <laughs> picking a card now. All righty, so That wasn't a deep one. We need no, like we're, a deeper one. So that's why you... Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, that was good. You want to help me read that one? Go ahead. Why don't we both do it? Go ahead. Go first. Name a person who has been influential in your life and explain how. Um, I would say my parents because they, first of all, as a couple, are the most in love people that I know. They're, they've been married for 48 years. And it's not a perfect relationship, but there's a consistent, a consistent bond and strengthening and just a strong core of their relationship. And they just have fun and um, exemplify pure, authentic love. Well, for me, it would be my grandmother. Um, here's a lady with third grade education who so strong and so powerful who took me in when <laughs> she didn't have like a, 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 a like a regular job. I mean, we lived in Mississippi on the farm where she, you know, we raised, you know, everything. It was grown, and yet she um, she saw something in me, and uh, and I and I believe for me, she taught me what unconditional love is. 
Amazing. For no reason. I mean, because I think about now, you know, like if I'm going to have a child, like, do I have the money is right? I got to make sure everything is right. But she took me and said, hey, I got you, baby. Mm. I got you. Mm. So that was it. Just because she loved you. Mm-hmm. Ah. And I, you know, I always say, and I learned this a long time ago, um, I was working with children in Harlem when I was at graduate school in New York, and I just remember feeling like, oh, I just wish I could take care of all of them, and it was such like a pressure. And somebody said to me, you know, as long as, as long as people have one person in their life, just one person, you don't need two parents, it doesn't need to be one parent, just one person that comes in their life that can help you see yourself, you know, the way that they see you and teach you unconditional love. So I'm so happy that you had that person. Wow, it was deep. Help you see yourself. Yep. You know, yep. I think it's very important. Reflection. Yeah, reflection. Because when you say that, I remember, I'm being, you know, when I was in class, USM, um, I recognized that I couldn't see myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, it was I, I wasn't a good judge of who I am. And so when I would speak, people would come up to me and say, wow, man, you blew me away. Mm. Oh, my goodness, what you said. And I was scared because I was like, what did I say? What did I do? I was not aware of, of my own power. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've started looking at the fact that how many of us out there don't, who are not aware of that, how many people who think about you know, taking their own lives because they don't see how valuable they are. Um, and so what I recognize is that I couldn't see my own light. And what came to me was this, that the sun cannot see his own light nor feel his own heat, but no one can deny that the light is bright and that the heat of the sun is intense and powerful. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. yet, it doesn't, it's not aware of it. And I think that we are like the sun. Yes. You may not be able to feel your own heat or, feel, or see your own light, but it doesn't mean that it does not exist. So there is something for us to begin to do. And I, and, I, and I started doing it with my baby picture. Like I would look at my baby picture. It's really cute. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would look at my baby picture because, and I, and I, can, and I see this innocence, and I see this potential and this, of this being. And it helped me to remember that that child still exists inside of me. I did the same thing. <laughs> We did the same exercise. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful. I encourage everybody to look at a picture of yourself when you're a baby because that, that inner child is still in there and that inner child has a voice and, and the inner child wants to play and, and shine and is so innocent. Yeah. It is. And, and the reason to do that is because what it is is this, is that when you start loving that inner child, instead of trying to get somebody else to love that inner child, you'll automatically begin to attract to yourself that soul-made energy, people. Yeah. But it begins with loving, th- loving this first. It's connecting yeah. with yourself. Instead of giving somebody else a job, to, you know, I need you to love me. Right. You know, yeah. I, I remember saying that before. <laughs> uh, saying it, what was, I think it was, I, was, I was in, I don't know, high school. I can't live without you. You are my everything. <laughs> Yeah, and when you're in high school, that's the unevolved way yeah. to behave <laughs> and communicate. But, you know, a lot of adults do that. You know, when you think about it, the, uh, the uh, domestic violence is, uh, I think, is a mm. part of someone feeling that they, you know, need to yeah. control. Yeah. I ask myself, I ask that question all the time. Why is it so prevalent? Matter of fact, when something happens in a relationship, 
the police goes to the wife or the husband first before they decide oh, it must have happened there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They look for them as the, as the suspect. There's a reason for that. Mm. Why do you think that is? Why you telling me? No, you tell me why you think that is. Why do they go to the wife first? No, why do you think the cop goes to the wife and husband if something happens to a wife or something, you know, if there, if there is a crime committed against the husband or wife, they look at the spouse first. Oh, I thought you were saying that they look at the woman first. Well, they look at their I spouse, mean, they ask the spouse. Yeah. They ask the woman. Yeah, like, for example, a lot of people in jail in the name of love because they hurt their spouse or something. Yeah, well, I think because love is so powerful and love is, is the thing that drives people to do, emo like, our emotions drive us to do things that we wouldn't normally do, and sometimes there's substances. Yeah, and they call it a crime of passion at that. Yeah. It's a crime of passion. For me, that's bull. I think that... Um, that's not love to me. No. Not for me. That, no. that if you it's, hurt me, that's I love you so much I can't live without you. And no, that doesn't really, that doesn't go well with yeah. me to think that's, that you will hurt someone that you love. That's fear. That's fear, and mm -hmm. fear is the opposite of love. Mm -hmm. So that's somebody who hasn't done the work to love themselves. They have, they're living in their fear that somebody's going to leave them, and that's how they operate from there. That that's place. true. It's not ideal. A lot of people say an abusive relationship. My, my, uh, it's a good friend of mine. He was dating this girl. <laughs> this is crazy. But she, they were young. I think they were like high school or whatever. And she said to him, if you love me, you'll beat me. Hmm. Did she grow up? Did I? No, did I didn't, but that's did what... Did she that's grow what, up getting beat? Right. So that, that's what she knew of love. That's what she saw. She saw maybe so her parents... You know, so yeah. she thought. So love can be kind of screwed up depending on your definition of love. Because when I say I love you, and you say you love me, that word we're using the same word, but we may have different meanings behind oh, it. For her, yeah. that's what love meant. You see how strange that is. That that word, that love word. You know, um, I've been interviewing couples for this documentary I'm working on. You know that. Mm -hmm. And one couple, the guy, he said, you know, there's love, and there's love, and there's love, and there's agape. And we talked about how, like, in other languages, there are all different words for love. In ours, it's love. And so that what you're bringing up is very interesting because there really should be more words. But we just say love. Love is a wonderful thing. <laughs> a classmate of ours, she just did a show the other day and she danced to the Michael Bolton song. Do you know that song? No. To the pouring rain, love is a wonderful thing. Okay. Ooh, ooh, I'll say it again and again. Okay. Turn your world into one sweet dream. Okay. Now, should we do one more card? All right, let's, let's, okay, you want to pick time. it, you may pick it. You, wait, did you pick it last time or did I? Not that one. And okay. Then I, then I have one more question, then we have the surprise at the end. Oh, what? I should let you pick one. Okay. This says, explain your process when it comes to forgiving a person who has, who has hurt you. Explain your process. Hmm. When it comes to forgiving a person who has hurt you, man, I don't forgive folks. You don't forgive. No, heck no. I mean, okay, okay, maybe I. You know what? I, my process is this. Okay, you hurt me once. Cool. All right, I take a note, and um, 
You say, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, cool. But I'm going to always be watching. I don't know. I, I have a hard time with that. But I think the best way to deal with that is recognize everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so this person's human. You're going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a mistake. So my, my process is that we all make mistakes. And whatever happened has more to do with you than me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I don't really need to forgive you. I just need to understand, you know, that seeing the truth of who you are. Because we make mistakes. Yeah. What's your process? So I tap into compassion. I say that I know that whoever it was was doing the best that they can. And I also know that by carrying around with me this energy of being angry or sad or resentful towards that person is only hurting me. So I like to free myself from that, have compassion for the person, and like I said, know that they were doing the best that they can and through their soul, you know, because we all have different souls curriculum. Right. So, so yeah, that's what I do. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I know you were getting out. Um, we're going to be doing a surprise in about a few minutes. I just wanted to make sure that we went over how the University of Santa Monica Spiritual Psychology Program changed your life. If you can do it kind of fast, I know it's okay, hard cool. to say it well, fast, but... And How did the University of Santa Monica change my life? Spiritual psychology changed my life because I was surrounded by people who I could be vulnerable around, people I could be with. I was, I was in a situation where people wanted me to win. And I think that that's how a relationship should be. You should be in a relationship with people, someone who wants you to win, who can see your potential or see you when you can't see yourself. They can see your light when you can't see it. They can hold it for you. So University of Santa Monica represented for me people holding me in the light and being able to see that and believing in me so much they're willing to invest their time and their energy to, 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 to stand in that. So that is the relationship that I'm creating. That's the relationship that, that helped me to finish a book helped me to finish these cars, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been working on this stuff forever. But I had so many people standing for me and being in that environment and being committed to it. You so made it happen. I made it happen, right. It was always there. Sometimes we just need someone to say, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this because it, it goes back to a time in my life when, um, when I felt like I couldn't go on. I felt like I couldn't make it. I had a friend of mine to say to me, and I was ready to end it all, and she said, I believe in you. And I broke down and I cried because no one had ever said, I believe in you. I believe in you. And so you never know that you may have to make that phone call or call someone. Just say to them, I believe in you because that may be the, it, can, it may save a life, it <laughs> save mine. Yeah, and I think the message also is like, we need to spend more time just saying this to everybody that we love. I love you, I believe in you. I know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Go out and do it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Which brings us to our surprise. You know, it's going to be a surprise, all right. It's a surprise. We've been building it you up. Know. It's so, going to be a surprise. This is a first on Love Talk Live. We're going to sing a song. Okay, and we're not singers. Ha, let's go. Well, some of us were, mm-hmm. but then our voice stopped being good. Okay, so but start it I off. I feel like you're a good singer. Okay. Thank <clears> you. Thank you very much. But right, I, on, I, I, use take, a, I use I use I use to make up my own song, so 
It's easy to do that than sing someone else. Just ready? Sip of water. I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. One, two, three, go. Don't go changing, trying to please me. You never had to. You never let me down before. I don't imagine you're too familiar. And I don't see you anymore. I wouldn't leave you in time for trouble. We never could have come this far. I took the good times. I'll take the bad times. I'll take you just the way you are. Don't go trying some new fashion. Don't change the color of your hair. You always have my unspoken passion, although I might not seem to care. I don't want clever conversation. I never want to work that hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just want someone that I can talk to. I want you just the way you are. It's my favorite part. Okay. I need, I need to, to know, know that you will always be the same old someone that I knew. What will it take for you to believe in me the way that I believe in you? Oh, I say I love you and that's forever. And this I promise from, from my heart. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't love, love you any better. I love you just, just the way you are. Come Woo! on, now. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I gotta give it to you guys because that was rough. Good job. <laughs> Oh good job you're so amazing so much fun now we have some a little more business to get to how can people find michael dyer and connect with you oh cool well amazon just go to amazon and Do you guys type know what in amazon is of course amazon <laughs> amazon.com <laughs> type in michael dyer woke d-y-e-r and uh you can email me if you want to get the cars at m1 dyer at yahoo and uh i can order you some right now uh have a limited amount, but um, I'm ordering some more. So if I know some people want some, I'll order you some cards. This card is called Cards for Relationships. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Ooh, <laughs> and if you need to ask me any questions, contact me at therelationshipexpert.com. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being thank you. my guest. Thank it was you. a very powerful show. I hope the viewers got something out of it. Got nothing sure. but love for you. Sure they thank did. Thank you. Okay. I believe in you. So thank you, and we'll see you again very soon next week. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.